All right, the holiday season, it brings a particular kind of stress, doesn't it? Yes. Many of us just finished preparing for, for Thanksgiving, right? Preparing the home, preparing the food, preparing ourselves so we don't say anything stupid at the dinner table, right? You know what I mean. And as soon as that's past us, right, Black Friday smacks us in the face before we can even catch a breath, right? We've got shopping to do, decorations to put out, once again, homes, food, and ourselves to prepare, right? Preparation, anticipation. These are the themes that define the holidays for us. And don't get me wrong, there's plenty of joy in these times, but we take great measures to ensure that that joy can be given and received. We stress over the coming holiday, but Advent calls us to prepare for something much bigger than the yearly arrival of Christmas. Advent calls us to pay attention to the world around us, to the people around us. Even as it's racked with suffering and pain, violence and hunger. In our scripture reading today that Miss Vicki read, the first Sunday of Advent, it begins with this story of cosmic proportions. Did you catch that? The sun and the moon are darkened, stars falling from the sky and planets being shaken. That's some intense stuff, right? And this reading closely resembles how it kind of feels in our own time, not only in the suffering and the divisiveness around us, but never fails. I even got a different one out here, and it still does it. We need new music stands. <laughs> or a, a table, I don't know, something. <laughs> so, again, it feels like that in our own time, right? Not just in the suffering and the divisiveness all around us. And let's be honest, that we are often participants in, right? But quite literally, as the darkness invades our days, earlier and earlier and earlier as the season progresses. Winter is coming. Yeah? Just about every night for the past few weeks, Kristen or I have, have exclaimed, gosh, it's only 6 p.m.? It feels like 10. The darkness is creeping in and life is fading from the environment all around us. And in this space of darkness, dormancy, and death. Did you like that alliteration? Yeah. We find ourselves reminded by Jesus to keep alert, keep awake, don't fall asleep. This is what these candles in front of you are about. Before I light the first candle, I'm going to read from Isaiah 64, verses 1 through 9. And friendly reminder, the Bible is not always as prim and proper as you sometimes like to believe it is. So here we go. Isaiah 64, verses 1 through 9. If only you would tear open the heavens and come down, 
Mountains would quake before you like fire igniting brushwood or making water boil. If you would make your name known to your enemies, the nations would tremble in your presence. When you accomplished wonders beyond all expectations, when you came down, mountains quaked before you. From ancient times, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God but you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You look after those who gladly do right. They will praise you for your ways, but you were angry when we sinned. You hid yourself when we did wrong. We have all become like the unclean, all our righteous deeds like a menstrual rag. All of us wither like a leaf, our sins like the wind carry us away. No one calls on your name, no one bothers to hold on to you, for you have hidden yourself from us and have handed us over to our sin. But now, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. All of us are the work of your hand. Don't rage so fiercely, Lord. Don't hold our sin against us forever, but gaze now on your people, all of us. And so, friends, as we begin this season of waiting, we light this first Advent candle, the hope candle, to remind us of the hope that we have in a God who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. Keep alert. Keep awake. Don't fall asleep. Amen? We'll talk about each of the rest of these candles as we light them uh, in the weeks ahead, along with the big white one in the middle on uh, our midnight candlelight service on Christmas Eve. Uh, worship team, if you would make your way back up. I know you feel like you just walked away, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So have you ever tried to pull an all-nighter? An all-nighter? As kids, we often tried to see who could stay awake the longest, uh, often punishing the first to fall asleep, right? Uh, in some humiliating ways, shaving cream, toothpaste, hand on a bowl of water, you get the idea. We actually did this really, really mean thing where we, would, we called it the cheese slam, where you would take a, a slice of American cheese and fold it in half and then in half again, so it was a little quarter, and you would just take it and wham on somebody's face. And, it, and you would wake up and felt like you got punched in the face. It was awful. We were not nice. Sorry if I gave your kids any ideas. <laughs> but maybe you've had a deadline to meet. Uh, burned the candle at both ends for a while to, to complete some tasks, right? If you've ever served in youth ministry of any kind, you've most certainly participated in the lock-in. Yuck. <laughs> Several jobs require this sort of behavior on the regular. Paramedics, firefighters, police officers, other first responders, military personnel, hospital staff, right? All often require working through the night. New parents, of course, certainly know what it's like to be awake when you should be sleeping. <laughs> you couldn't sleep if you wanted to, right? At some point, just about everyone will have a reason to be awake while other people are asleep, whether for work, for play, for caring for another human. Depending on the circumstances, this, this can be 
an exhilarating experience or it can be exhausting, maybe both, right? Like the lock-in. This idea of keeping awake, though, is at the heart of this Advent season. It's a time of waiting and watching, of anticipation and preparation. So one of my favorite TV shows to completely change gears here in the past several years has been Game of Thrones based on George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series of books. And I warned you guys that you would get lots of nerdy pop culture references with me, right? So anyway, in this series, there's this military order called the Night's Watch. Uh, they reside at this enormous castle and wall structure called Castle Black. It exists to keep their enemies to the north, the wildlings and the white walkers, which are like this zombie horde. Keep them at bay. Their purpose is to defend the north border of the kingdom in its most vulnerable area, right? This area that's too inhospitable for normal people to live, to work, and to play. It's too unforgiving. It requires a certain ruggedness and readiness. The soldiers of the Night's Watch take an oath which reads, Night gathers, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall take no wife, hold no lands, father no children. I shall wear no crowns and win no glory. I shall live and die at my post. I am the sword in the darkness. I am the watcher on the walls. I am the shield that guards the realms of men. I pledge my life and honor to the night's watch for this night and all the nights to come. The thing is, this giant wall at Castle Black was erected because long ago, people knew there was a very real danger lurking just beyond the north. For most of the world, it's all myth. A fairy tale told to children to keep them in line, right? Rumors. Nobody actually believes that way anymore, guys. But the Night's Watch, the ones who keep alert, keep awake, don't fall asleep, they know, they've seen it. The Night's Watch has three distinct classes. There's the rangers, which are the fighters, the builders who tend to the wall and the castle, and there's the stewards who support and feed everyone else. While some roles may appear to be more glorious than others, this only shows how skewed our understanding of the world and each other really is. There is no position that is any more or less important than any of the others. No role is insignificant. Everyone must keep alert, keep awake, don't fall asleep. But like I said, everyone else in the kingdom, the normal people, they've forgotten. They don't even believe the threat is real. One of the members of the Night's Watch, his name is Jon Snow, who much of the show is really about, runs around trying to convince everyone to remember. Because he's seen it with his own eyes. And he knows it's coming. John knows the Night King is gaining power and moving in with an army of darkness. He knows that death is imminent if we don't wake up because winter is coming. We, I think, church, have become like the rest of the people in the kingdom, yeah? 
the normal people. We lose sight, we forget, we fall asleep. I mean, yeah, I, I believe that, right? But not really. We either become overwhelmed with the trappings of daily living or we drown ourselves in pleasure. We don't want to remember. We want to forget. We want to be lulled to sleep. Sometimes the world is just too much. It's overwhelming. I'm not sure how much more of this I can take. Wake me when it's over. Better yet, wake me when I'm dead. But we must keep alert. We must keep awake. Don't fall asleep. Because we aren't normal people, are we? We are the church, the ecclesia, the called out ones who have devoted themselves to becoming like our King Jesus, who Jesus himself has commissioned to keep alert, to keep awake, and don't fall asleep. The light fades, the days grow dark sooner, winter is coming, Advent serves as this yearly reminder for us. For this brief moment, we awaken to reality as it actually is, not as we like to pretend that it is. And we turn our attention back to Jesus and his imminent return. Christmas, you see, is not just about Jesus's birthday. Yes, we commemorate the incarnation of the second person of the Trinity. That's a mouthful, the Christ, and refer to this colloquially as the birth of Jesus. But this isn't why we have Advent or Christmas, right? The nativity, it serves to remind us just as Christ came suddenly into this world, so he will return. Because nobody knows the day or the hour, right? And you don't want to let him show up when you aren't expecting it and let him find you sleeping. We must keep alert, keep awake. Don't fall asleep. There is work to be done. There is a fight to be had. There are defenses to be maintained. There is care to be done. I'm gonna pray for you guys. Father, I thank you that you are a God who acts on behalf of those who wait for you. I pray for myself and all of my friends here today that you would help us to keep alert and awake keeping true to the gifts and calling that you have placed on our lives to serve each other and the world around us. So what about you, friends? What about you? What is your role in this kingdom? Are you a fighter? Are you a frontline soldier? Are you a builder, a steward? Are you something else? What is the gift that God has given you to give back to the community and the rest of the world. And remember, no gift, no gift of God, no role is insignificant. Every one of you brings something important, something essential to the table. What is it? Take some time to reflect on that this Advent season, would you? If you're not sure, if you feel stuck, well, let's go have some coffee and talk about it. I'd love to get with you. I know our elders would love to get with you. Helping you organize your life around God rather than the other way is literally why we're here. So take advantage of that, would you? 
Amen? So, welcome back, fam. couple of things we need help with. We're trying to keep a low footprint volunteer-wise for now for obvious reasons uh, and keeping the offering kind of slim. But we do need help in a couple of key areas. Child care, if you want to vo help volunteer with that, we need, we need people to help with child care. Uh, greeting at the front door, if you want to participate that way, if you want to give back like that this season, it's a huge help. You can talk with Miss Nikki over here if you'll raise your hand. Yeah, uh, she would love to get you in on that team. Or maybe something else. Maybe you have a story or a testimony to share about what God's been doing in your life. I want to hear about it. Yeah. But this week, go out there and stay awake. Be aware of what God is doing in you and around you. And ask him to show you how you can be more intentional to, to stay awake. Now, last week, uh, I gave a message about what has become my, my favorite word, joy. Uh, and if you've been paying attention over the last few weeks, that's a word that's come up often, right? Uh, Pastor Wayne, when he was here with us, he talked about it a lot too, and he gave me this rock that I keep in my pocket now. It says joy on it. Uh, and we talked about joy uh, being found in the face of someone who genuinely wants to be around you. And if you haven't listened to that message, I really want to encourage you to go back on our YouTube channel. I think it's even on Facebook uh, and, and watch that. It's a really important message for Grace Church as we move forward together. But in that, uh, we introduced uh, this, this blessing, right? And I want to end our services this way for a while. Uh, so I'm going to just say it over you guys. If you want to say it along with me, like you're saying it to yourself, like you're saying it to each other, like you're saying it back to me, it'd be awesome. If you don't want to, that's okay as well. So, the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Yes, God.